Okay. I feel well. It's been like a week and a half. Yeah, because we recorded so early last time. Yeah, and now we're recording the day before this time. It's yeah, been almost two weeks. Well, we they kind of couldn't be helped either. Yeah. So it's just one of those yeah. things. It is what it is. Yeah, I was sick all last week. I would have been. Yeah, I mean, not. I had plenty of time to just. I spent most of the week at home, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I could have watched the episode and we could have recorded, uh, but I would have sounded horrible yeah plus i don't want to get you sick but yeah i don't want to be sick and it like happens i swear like for the most part i can tell because it's like around the same time of year because either sometimes i'll post something about it and it's always around this time in january and it doesn't seem to matter whether i've gotten a flu shot that year or not like i just get sick this time of year like that's so weird mm -hmm. and i'm the one on immunosuppressants and i don't even get sick i know (laughs) But that's also my, why I didn't want to be around you. <laughs> right. My doctor was just asking me. I have an autoimmune disease, you guys. I have rheumatoid arthritis. And my doctor was just asking me mm-hmm. when I saw him on Friday. Uh-huh. Um, he was like, he's like, How, you know, are you getting sick? And, and I was like, no, I haven't. I mean, we'll see yeah. now that I'm saying this. But um, – I don't tend to. Yeah, I just don't. You really don't. You've always. I go like a few you. years between. I tend to like between big sicknesses. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get a cold or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah. But I'm I, trying to think. As long as I've known you, I've never seen you like down and out. I mean, unless like you're in a flare or something with your room. Well, like, I haven't I've you, had like, like flus before and but. I don't. I think I was a kid the last time I got like a stomach flu, mm-hmm. um, and I don't get that often. No, no, God. no. It's yeah. just always this, and I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's a sinus infection, a cold, the flu. Like they're all so similar in symptoms. Like I don't know officially what it is, but just yeah. a cold in general. Yeah. And it, the part that lingers the longest, like I'm completely fine. I have been for days now, except for my nose, like. I still get all stuffy. I have to blow the heck out of it every morning mm-hmm. when I get up. I still feel like sniffly, like I. F- but that'll go away. But yeah. Anyways, that's so that. we're here. Um, here we are though, guys, and it's yeah. kind of early. I had to take Jack to the vet this morning. He's getting his teeth cleaned, and you have to be there right when they open to drop them off because mm. it's he has to go under anesthesia and all that. It's an all day thing. So, Ashley, last night when she was like, can we record kind of early tomorrow? I was like, actually, that works because I'll already be up. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm so tired. I know because you've been at Disneyland the last two days. The last two days. Yeah. You sound like it. I do because <laughs> I am. <laughs> Ashley screams when she's on the ride yeah, at Disneyland. I don't do Disneyland. Halfway. By halves. Mm-hmm. No. Because I am a Disney fanatic and I love the magic and I I scream on the rides right. because it makes the experience better, in my opinion. I think you have more fun. And oh my gosh, listen, I know that you're not a Star Wars person, <laughs> so you probably won't even appreciate it. I won't, but, but I already know what you're going to say because I saw your tweet last night. I So we, by, by like tracking and mm-hmm. practicing and I did all this research – so that we could get tickets to the new Rise of the Resistance ride. It's a new <clears throat> Star Wars ride at Disneyland. And, and I'm assuming it's inside Star Wars 
land. It is, yeah. So um, Smuggler's Run is another ride that's already been open. Mm -hmm. It opened when Star Wars Land opened initially. Okay. But this one wasn't slated to open until January, and it just opened. Hmm. So I did all this research because you cannot just walk up and get on the ride. Okay. You have to get tickets this special way through their app. And the tickets sell out, like, within a minute sure. of of the park opening. Yeah. So we got in this really – you get a boarding group, mm-hmm. and we got in this really late boarding group, and we were like, it's probably not going to happen. We'll just see how we do. And we we got in, and mm. – Were all the nephews there with you too? No. Oh, it was no. Just, it, was okay. just, it was just me and my husband and my sister and her husband. Um. Because it's for their anniversary, oh, technically, oh, oh, this okay. this little weekend trip for <clears throat> okay. them. So, um, but, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was so impressed. Really? This ride, you guys, if you're a Star Wars person and and you plan on going to the any of the parks mm-hmm. anytime soon, like, I, I don't know how much of our audience is going to be interested in something like this, but... I, I'm like, this is why Disney is the best. Uh-huh. This is why Imagineering is amazing. And this is why I will always love Disneyland more mm-hmm. than any other amusement park. Because they they have it all figured out. Yeah. And it's like 20 minutes. It's this fully immersive experience. Mm-hmm. And it <laughs> was so much fun. Yeah. I want to ride it over and A over again. A 20-minute ride. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean is 20 minutes. Yeah. But, you know, that's like a very relaxing log ride. Yes. But, and it's fairly easy to get on even when the, quote, line is long because yeah. there's just constantly boats moving and they hold tons of people. Yeah. But um, it's – it was – Oh my gosh. I I'm so impressed. It was so awesome and I I already am like I wouldn't ride that again. That's Everybody cool. on our on in our group was like clapping at the Aww. end of it cuz it was just the best. Yeah. No, it's it was true. So good. I mean, yeah. I will always pick Disneyland over any other amusement park. Yeah. Because they make the whole thing an experience. Like other amusement parks, Knott's Berry Farm, Six Flags, those are the closest ones to us. They're all about the rides, which is fine, like, and the thrills and all that. But then there's, like, nothing to experience while you're going to, like, from ride to ride or from, like. And I think they're getting better. Mm -hmm. I think they're getting better at doing that, at emulating that. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is that Disney was the first to do that. Because I know that there are a lot of amusement parks in, like, middle America that Mm -hmm. are really big and they they can tend to, to have those um, whole immersive experiences right um but i i think everybody is late to the game mm-hmm. i think that's kind of the tendency yeah um anyway I can that, that is a very yeah <laughs> that's wide right. left sure turn I'm from sure dz i'm sure there are disney fans. from dz land um okay so john is back <laughs> yes we got our first photo i love how he chose to Make his entrance back into the social media world with a picture of his mom. After oh he yeah, got, of course he got did. out of. Um, I don't know what it's officially called, but his military Army. service. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just thought that was very sweet, and his hair looks like it's already growing pretty quickly. So, like, I don't think we have too much to worry about. I think he'll be back to his burly self soon enough, if that's what he's wanting to do with his hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure it does grow quickly. Yeah. So, anyway, I just had to bring that up because everyone was like crazy about that the mm-hmm. last couple days 
and yeah and okay so it's been it's been a week now mm-hmm. and after listening to a little bit of i've listened to a little bit of our episode of too. last week's episode and reading some of the comments i've i've got it i do have to admit i was probably a little bit hard on mef cabane Niha last week <laughs> a little bit Just a, a little, little bit because they're about to start getting even worse well if you and but but i i want i do want to take it episode by episode mm-hmm. and to be fair you know i think it was moran that said something about like Layla basically, and and we did touch on this. Oh yes, it was. Marina. But uh-huh. but Layla basically was like, "Screw you!" Mm-hmm. with a big middle finger to her family by doing this, right? Because they were a very close family. Yeah. And I, and I feel like I didn't acknowledge that enough. Mm-hmm. And m- maybe I did. I don't know. But I just their reaction is a little more understandable. Like Nihat being so hurt, right? Um, obviously, you know. This was partially their doing because right. of the way they were acting well, and with I would say Son M and John. You're right about Nihat specifically because he isn't the he hasn't been the psycho in all no, of this. No, he it's hasn't. Been it's been Mev Kabuma. Yeah. So his hurt and his feelings on it. Yes. I I excuse far more. Yes. Than I do Mev Kabay's because yeah. Mev Kabay and Hume are the ones who created the mess that sure. even brought Layla to a point to say, I don't care how close my family is. I'm just going to go in low. Yeah. Yeah, so I just I was like, yeah, I need you want to, to acknowledge that. I need to acknowledge that I went a l- maybe a little hard. <laughs> well, and it's funny you say that because I've been like with watching DEK. I know you've only watched the first episode. Yeah, but, I'm. I started the second, but I'm only like twenty minutes. But in. as you already can, I'm sure tell just from the first episode, her parents all suck, all four of them. Oh yeah. So the guilt tripping so, is yes real. The manipulation, yeah. yeah. So I've been like. Where is Niha and Mev Kabe? Like they would oh. never let them. Like they would never let their girls go through this. Like, mm. um. Anyways, so I just, since you brought them up, I was gonna point yeah. that out. Yeah. And then okay, so I know I have to read this to you. I got her permission. Our friend, I believe her name is Sylvia, but it's the one spelled with a yeah, w, yeah, so yeah. Maybe if we're wrong, please tell us. Yeah. Um. She is sort of new to the podcast because she finished watching EK mm-hmm. and now she's going back through it while listening to our episodes. And it's very sweet because she's always keeping us updated on which of our episodes she's, she's on. She's so funny. Oh my gosh. And I love it. So she wrote something last night and I was like, okay, I have to read this on the podcast. <laughs> so she said she is talking about episode 26, which obviously our episode 26 is also about episode 26 of the show sure yeah yeah and she says i hated the plot drivers in this one perfume gate was a farce and a travesty and we agree yeah says it makes me so mad every time i have to watch it so i'm rewriting episode 26 she goes it starts the same and stays the same until sanem makes her phone call this time though they don't show who's on the other end we just have an ominous one-sided conversation (laughs) and they agree to meet she shows up at that same restaurant. When she approaches the table, we only see the back of the person and they keep the view kind of blurry until she steps around to the side to face who she's meeting. Surprise! It's Metin. They greet like they greet like old chummy friends because Metin has always been their number one fan. But you know there's the incarceration cloud and the whole John's going to be so pissed because you're reaching out to me for help vibe that's floating around. She says, I hope you don't mind. I got your number from Akif. Mm-hmm. He tells her it's no problem, but that John is going to be mad for going behind his back with someone he feels has broken his, quote, moral principle rules. He doesn't like people doing things on his behalf, and she knows that. 
She says, yes, that's exactly what Akif said, but he texted me your number anyway. And he says he asks how he can help her. So she replies with, um, you know how you can help with John. And she goes, because Metin is a good effing friend and started digging the moment that he caught wind that Fabre was turning into a nightmare. He says he also started the process of getting John out of jail. He helps reaffirm what John and JJ have said about for forgetting about giving the perfume to Febreze, she calls him. <laughs> He's not going to go away even if she does. And then she goes, another surprise. Uh, Sanem actually listens with a firm nod and says to mom. Metin gives her a hand pat and says, I've got this. Don't you worry. I'll also handle the fallout if you don't want to tell John that you approached me. She says, nope, I'm going to tell him as soon as I can. We need to act fast, though. Um, end scene. Fast forward a bit. Febreze <laughs> keeps trying to be a douche in his scenes. Even does a douchey drop by at the agency to try and bully Sanem. But of course she's not there. She's 007 with Metin. Emre pulls him into the office. Here's a bone for all you Emre lovers. Totally not related to the Metin plan, but Emre for once intelligently schemes and pulls in Eileen and records Fabri digging a hole for himself in a controlled but heated argument. Finding the right brain cells, uh, both scheming and both scheming Huma and Aziz have given him, he gets overly confident and narcissistic Fabri to incriminate himself in this getting John arrested farce. Does it help? Sort of. He gets Fabri to back off Sanem for a bit about the perfume um before john gets released points for emory doing something right and sticking to a character arc where he redeems himself and stops being a morally wobbly douche <laughs> so Anem gets back to work after fabry leaves goes straight to duren's office we don't really see this chat though her and jj have more awesome best friend supporting moments Sanem keeps her word and helps the agency stay calm like john requested she and duren tag team to keep everything afloat because damn it their relationship is getting better uh-huh. we skip a lot of the mahali scenes because nobody cares uh-huh. um it's a rough and sad night for both John and Sanem. Comedy reprieve. Sanem's inner voice tells her not to even think about pro- approaching Fabri. They argue per the Sanem way. She tells it to shut up. She wasn't even thinking about it. Only that she should have created a different scent sooner to give to him. Her inner voice essentially goes, sure, Jan. Sanem throws a pillow at it because, of course, she does. Flashback to John. He gets called out of his prison cell the very next day. Now he's in there for two days instead of one, but it's a preferred sacrifice. He sees Sanem in the waiting room when they bring him past. He looks relieved and confused because what the hell is Sanem doing here when she's supposed to be taking care of the agency? He immediately thinks something else is wrong. She says nothing. In fact, it'll get better. He asks suspiciously, as he should because this is Sanem, where the lawyer is. She said, waiting for you by the interrogation desk. Uh, Sanem's a little too chipper. She tells him to trust her. He says he does. See, first sign that they're growing in the trust department. Uh-huh. And she replies that she couldn't just sit by. Tells him she'll ask for forgiveness after, but she made a call. John walks in. Bam, there's Metin. Sanem stayed behind in the waiting room because that's as far as she's allowed to go. John quietly fumes in his anger, but stays quiet. Metin not only gets him out on bail, but manages to get the charges dropped. How? Who cares? Not us. Still a better plot hole than all of Osley's. Amen. Metin and John have a moment. Make a few verbal verbal jabs, but overall seem like the relationship is on the mend. John and Sanem walk out together. They have an argument. They both stew. They get in one of their cute, irrational fights. The episode ends with them back on good terms, though, because we can only deal with so much separating separated episodes, and there is such a thing as mercy. Boom. Justice for Metin is completed. Akif gets more airtime. Mina still approaches John episodes later to rat Fabri out since he becomes more erratic. Fabri and Eileen still go to prison as Metin helps seal that last nail in their coffin. John is only upset with Sanem for like 30 minutes of the episode, but puts his big boy pants on, admits he was in the wrong, and they, shocker, stick to their grown character arc. Ahem. Osley. Ahem. Everyone wins, and we have a strong foundation to face the... The hummus poop train. (laughs) 
who meaning Huma guys, who drags Pepper, who's Polen, uh-huh. back into the picture. But Polen's offer gets pooped on when she comes sniffing around again. John M have an effing fortress front to their relationship, and Yo Play just ends up being a stupid, mopey, longing looking dude, but doesn't become that lurking creep Pyro because blazing fires are his lifestyle in the forties. <laughs> This includes fixing the assassination of John's character in 38, where they kick butt with the wedding stuff and further poop on Huma's scheming. And you'll play still burn Sun M's notebook, but Sun M actually believes John this mm. time. They both run off for their world tour together, and Aisha gets brought back sooner until the end of the series, and we all live happily ever after with the ending we deserve. <laughs> Man. And that, listeners, will give you a taste of how fast Kristen talks and reads. <laughs> I know it was kind of long, but I was like, I have to share this because clearly she put all kinds of thought yes. into redirecting this episode and how it would affect the further episodes in the series. And there were a couple little small details I skipped. but And I mean, that's all we ask for uh-huh. from a TV show exactly. is and a little bit of thought. Exactly. A little bit of consideration as far as to I the know, characters, to the character development that has already happened yes. and that will continue to happen. Amen. I Mm. yep well and as far as i know sylvia doesn't have any background in like tv show writing or anything like that and yet she somehow managed to connect the dots and solve issues you don't need a ton of intelligence (laughs) to be able to do that (laughs) not to discount sylvia's that's that's not my point (laughs) you're talking about the actual yes on the show i get you so i'm insulting them yes no we i love that because I love that because she said the year break still could have gone on. It just could have been them together yeah. on the boat trip. Like it could have been all these great things. I And I, I guess that's why – I mean, is it just not – are people not as compelled to watch a couple who is already married? Maybe. It, is that why they drag this stuff on? Maybe. I, I guess I would be interested in the stats on mm-hmm. – I don't know whether people stop watching a show after people after like the couple mm-hmm. gets married because that pretty consistently happens in TV shows where right. it's just even American TV shows right. where it's just dragged on and on and but, on and on and but on. But what's crazy is that like you there are shows that have done it where the couple is together after a certain point mm-hmm. and then I mean like look at The Office yeah it yeah. took them three seasons. Yeah. But then they were together and they were together all the way to the end. And the show was still great. Yeah. There was still great content for them as a couple. Right. Same thing with Friends when Monica and Chandler got married. Mm-hmm. Like once they got together, they were together. Yeah. And uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine did the same thing. Like yeah. once Jake and Amy got together, like they've been together ever since. Like, yeah, yeah they face things, but there's right. not all this stupid yo-yoing breakup and right. all this stuff. And so it can work. Yeah. And people, I think, appreciate it. Yeah. So mm. anyhow um question of the week last week that was why you asked everyone what specifically they hated about 38 <laughs> since we obviously hated 38 as a whole yep so a few of the answers we got uh on instagram when uh zz meal wrote hated that emory left with his mother and not his new bride who does that mm-hmm. and i <laughs> and i replied emory the eunuch that's who mm-hmm. um anika said i don't know what was going through osley's mind when she was writing this but, like, I honestly wanted to bang my head against a wall seeing John be the biggest jerk ever. I absolutely hated his character the most in this episode and hated that it created this stupid rift between him and Sonam. Let's just pretend this episode never existed. 
uh, Nayara wrote, I don't remember exactly how terrible this episode was, thank God. Listening to you go back over some of the scenes was horrible enough. I agree with your rantings about the episode, but I could understand a little bit, which you touched on this, mm-hmm. Nebkebe and Nihot's reactions because of the traditions. I don't think that happens for everyone, but some families are more traditional like theirs and they felt betrayed. And the to-do list, I think, is a really big thing in Turkey because I watched another series and the bride, bride's family had to give presents to the groom and groom's family and vice versa. Hmm. I really believe the wedding party is very important for them to show their... That their children are married. Uh, But these are my conclusions based on another Turkish series. And then she said a couple other things. Um, And then Giselle said, I've never actually watched it. I couldn't bring myself to witness the John Deviant character assassination. But thank you guys for putting yourselves through it a second Don't do it, Giselle. Yeah, don't. Don't waste your time. Nope. Especially because Aisha's back this episode and is already starting to turn things where she's planning to head them. Like, really? Other than the fact that Layla and Emre are actually married, you can go straight from 37 to 39. You can completely skip it. And yeah. you're not going to be confused as to no. what's going on. No. So, anyhow. Um, yeah. We can dive right into the episode now. Okay. Um, I, for the summary. Oh, I didn't even look up the hashtag. Dang. Sorry, guys. Um, for the summary, I just wrote, Aisha's back, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I'll find the summary and, or I mean, I'm sorry, I'll find the hashtag and um, tell you guys what it is at some point. So, do you want to talk about the opening scene? Sure. Yeah, my first note is no more Osley. No more uh-huh. Osley. Um, so, we, I have to get my brain back to this. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, so, we have our our babies in the car. And they're arguing, right? Isn't that how it opens? Yes. It doesn't open off with the scene that it left off at. Well, and even if it did, I would not have known because That's I didn't true. see the That's true. You didn't watch the scene. other half. <laughs> um, so they're, they're in the car. Um, they're – oh, that's right because they've been running all those errands mm-hmm. and they're in their car heading back to – he's dropping son M off. Correct. So they're arguing and son M thinks that John wants to leave. And John's like, Son M, I've told you I want to run away with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is wrong with me? I, I don't know what my notes mean. <laughs> I put Son M's dreams coming true. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So because her book is getting published. Yes. She's like, I, all my dreams are coming true. I want you to be by my side. Which has to be here. Right. And so it's kind of this weird – because okay, in thirty nine mm-hmm. and thirty eight, was John alluding to leaving? Why does she keep thinking that? Why does well, she keep talking about him leaving? I think because he he has. There are a few times that he had said basically like, "Let's just get away from all this, leave all them behind, okay. and let's go get married." Okay, okay, that makes sense. And so, but and so yes, he has always said with her not just like i'm gonna leave right because but she's basically seeing that as like well yeah that's your answer to everything though okay like okay and if even if i do leave with you my book's getting published my dreams are coming true and that won't happen if i leave with you right so she's just seeing it as all you see is let's run away from a problem again right and you're not thinking about how it affects me right (laughs) as well yeah i can't just run off with you or i'm abandoning my dreams and the things that are happening for me right. right now. Right. Okay. Okay. And then she basically, he's he's like, well, you don't 
you're not trusting me. Mm-hmm. And she says, we've always had trust issues, which she's not wrong. It's true. And that really comes into play this entire episode. Yes. So. Um, then we're back to lame things at the Idens. So they're at the lit. They're talking about the list. Um, and Layla, because the parents are all there and surprise, surprise, they're arguing. Mm-hmm. So Layla and Emre are like, why don't we just 86 this place uh-huh. and we'll let them decide on this crap because we don't care. We're no, already married. We're already married. Let's just let this get taken care of. Smartest thing Emery said, like, let's just let them plan and we'll show up for it. Seriously. So they go outside and that's when John and Sanem pull up. And John's like, Sanem, when you're upset, I feel like I'm destroyed. No matter what happens, don't leave me, okay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, foreshadowing I know. much. So they're, they kind of make up very shallowly. Right. And they get out of the car, see Lila and Emery, and the siblings all go up together to right. face the idiots. It feels like a ceasefire more than. Yeah. 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 More than anything else. Um, so yeah, I'll let you drink some of your coffee. <laughs> yeah. I've been talking a lot. And- so um, I got the hashtag for you guys, by the way, uh, while Ashley was talking. It's. Yanimda ol, which means be with me. So okay. That was the hashtag for okay. this episode. Um, so they go upstairs. They decide to go back upstairs and kind of face the firing squad, like now that they have backup in John and Sonem. Mm-hmm. And um shock of shocks, John is the only sensible and logical one out of this giant group. With his high voice again. I wrote his that, reasonable high voice. I wrote in parentheses <laughs> high voice because when he is trying to Talk sense into and people. talk sense into people. Mm-hmm. His voice He's goes like, up like three octaves. <laughs> Come on, guys. Why don't we just calm down here? Uh-huh. <laughs> and... So he's basically like, okay, why don't we do this? You know, we're here to support Layla and Emery. He kind of just lays out like a game plan. We'll get this done. We'll get that mm-hmm. done. We'll have a nice celebration of them. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Sanem gets upset and she walks yeah. out um, of the room to her room. Yeah. Because I understand because she's basically looking at this like, Okay, we can't seem to see eye to eye on anything. Yeah. But yet when it comes to solving this issue for Layla and Emre, yep. all of a sudden he's like got you, a plan in you place. You step right in mm-hmm. and you fix everybody's problems. Yeah. Which she winds up telling him because he walks after her and is like, Son M, what's going on? Yeah. And she says, You can solve everyone's problem but ours. Um <clears throat> and then of course while they're in the middle of that discussion, Yidiot calls, tells her that the US has an interest in his publishing house. Um and, you know, the possibility of her book being published in the United States. Yeah. And so, you know, she's going to meet him at work soon. Mm-hmm. John again warns her and says, you know, he's interested in more than just publishing your book, right? Yeah. And she Ni- keeps yep. naively or at this point, it feels stubborn. Just denial and stubborn. Mm-hmm. I agree. It feels like she doesn't want him to be right. So she's not going to acknowledge right the possibility right and i and here's the thing i get both sides because she's like look he's my boss right and also like he's gonna be my publisher and i've always wanted to write a book yeah and technically he hasn't done anything wrong right so she's not wrong in that aspect right and she found the little love letter but he lied Mm -hmm. so there's it's just a tough situation. Yeah, it sucks because I do get where she's coming from. Right. But there's something to be said when you're talking about you want John to trust you, trust you, trust you, 
but you're not trusting him when he's saying, look, I can tell, like, there's more of an interest there and it bothers me. Right. So then we kind of fade over to Fiku Haruka. I just wrote crazy JJ talks of Papua New Guinea for Gulies. She gets a job offer over there for a commercial. Yep. Um, John gets to work. Oh, yeah. Him and Emre. Yes. So they are on their way up and Emre oh. says something about, oh, you know, we got to make sure we call dad and mm-hmm. see if he's – and invite him to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And John's like, Emre, he's not going to come. Mm-hmm. And Emre's like, why wouldn't he come? What are you talking about? Because John is just being ambiguous. Right. And so finally, after this being forgotten, as they basically just forgot this entire storyline. Yeah, yeah, and not that they revisited it a lot during the first sixteen episodes, Mm -hmm. but finally, after thirty-eight episodes, Mm -hmm. we go back to uh, Baba Aziz being sick, and John finally, after what a year or. Two years, whoever, know, however how, long, how long this has, has been. Uh-huh. I would say about a year. Probably a year. Um, he finally tells his brother that their dad is sick. Right. And Emre is understandably pissed off. Right. Because he's like, you knew right. I'm your, he's my dad too. Right. And John is trying to justify himself and saying right. he didn't want anybody to know. I wasn't even supposed to know. Dad doesn't even know I know. Right. Mm-hmm. Metin was the one who told me. But the fact that their dad doesn't even know does not justify him right. not telling his brother right. because he is their dad. Right. Like, I, if I did that to my sisters, they would be really mad and I would not blame them for being right, so Right, because there's nothing wrong with saying, listen, I'm not even supposed to know this, but right. now that I do, I feel like I need to tell you yeah. guys and we can figure out how to approach this. Like, do we tell mom and dad we know? Yes, do we, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So Emery's mad and... I can't blame him. Yeah. I mean, granted, there's a bit of an excuse for the first handful of episodes because he's actively working against his brother, so. (laughs) But John didn't know that. Well, that's true, too. That's true, too. That's true. So. Yeah. So, Sanem's book is going to be published in the U.S. Right. It flashes to the publishing house, Mm -hmm. and her and uh, Yokel are talking, and. He tells her, and so she's, like, freaking out. It's it's kind of a cute scene. It is. Because she's, she's like, like, standing up and sitting down and standing yep. up and sitting down. Um, but there's a catch because they need 20 pages of the book mm-hmm. in three days. Which makes sense. They want a sneak peek of what it is they're wanting to publish. Totally. So Yidiot basically is telling her, well, I think John distracts you. Mm-hmm. Well, and just before that, I do appreciate that Sanem was about to, like, because, you know, she's kind of distracted by the stuff that's happening between her and John. Right. And she starts to, like, maybe start to confide in uh, Yeet a little bit about Uh it. But then she kind of pulls back and is like, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. I'm like, oh, thank God. I know. He does not need to be that guy. No. Like, um, because, yeah, he's already, even without knowing half of it, he's already with the whole, well, I think John's a bit distracting for you and you yep. need to be able to work in solitude and peace and quiet and blah, blah, blah to yep. get this done. So, um, and then, so the brothers are still kind of fighting regarding dad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Muzo and Guli, or Muzo like shows up to the agency, I think. And yeah. Kind and of- he, he 
Does he propose right? No, he doesn't propose right then. No, because they go on a bike ride later. Yeah. Anyway, he somehow shows up yeah. and then him and Ghoulies leave. Okay. And then they go on it's a date nothing. and he proposes. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's that, that storyline. There's line. that story. So then, of course, because the guys are arguing, JJ is outside lip reading yes. their argument and has concluded that John is going to have a brain operation because he has something wrong with him. And it's hilarious. Anyways, Emre basically points out, if I had done this to you, John, yeah. and it's true because we all see how John acts when he feels betrayed. Uh-huh. And it's far worse than what Emre is acting like right yep. now. So he makes a good point. Um, anyhow, he's basically like, I need some time. Leave me be. And that's that. JJ then walks into John's office and is like being all consoling, like, I'm here for you, whatever you need, yeah. all this stuff. And John's like, um, He's like, I've got your back, John. Uh-huh. And John's like, uh, okay. <laughs> so then I'm still having some writer's block. We're back down at Ugh. the um I want to say agency, publishing house. Publishing house, yeah. And I put in parentheses, also, I've been wanting to say this since the end of last episode. I hate her outfit. What is she wearing? She's right wearing now? what looks like a maternity dress. Because it's just shapeless. It's this white dress and then this red and white checkered blazer that looks like a picnic blanket. Oh. I just I don't even think I noticed. I, I did not like it. Oh. So I made note of it. Anyways, I, it has nothing to do with anything. Just, <laughs> I did not like that outfit. Um, Yeet then hugs her and is trying to encourage her and motivate her and encourage her. And JJ's walking down mm-hmm. to the publishing house and sees the hug yep. and the hair sniff. Yep. He's not just, they're not hugging. Mm-hmm. He's leaning. Yep. And I love it because as he walks, well, JJ screams to like scare them and tear them apart. Uh-huh. And he points it out to Sanem after Yeet walks away. And she's like, listen. He's like, listen, that was not a friendly hug. And yep. she says, yes, it was. And he goes, no, this is a friendly hug. And he gives her a friendly hug. He's like, straight across. Mm-hmm. No big deal. <laughs> But the it's not mm-hmm. sniffing and smelling yep. and turning and snuggling and yep. he's totally right. Yep. And again, so now it's like not only is your boyfriend telling you this, but a friend of yours who who doesn't have any benefit from telling you this. And and this is where to me it's like okay, mm-hmm. officially you have heard it from multiple people. Yes. Who care about you? Right. Who don't I mean, JJ doesn't have anything against Yeet. No, he has no, he really has no horse in this race. No. Like, other than he just cares about Sanem. Yeah. Yeah. So. And him and, and he and Sanem were friends way before he and John were friends. Yes. So. Absolutely. So he's just looking out for her as always because he's a great friend. And then, of course, he's super happy for her news about yes, possibly getting published so in the United cute. States. He's like jumping for joy. And he's like, I knew you'd be successful. So cute. It's it's a really lovely friend moment. Yeah. And then insert a weird reclam for some loan or ticket buying. Yeah. I don't who know. Knows. Anyways. And then the Ghoulies and Muzo date. Yes. He's engaged. Mm-hmm. Goodbye is what I wrote because now mm-hmm. they're going to move to Papua New Guinea together. Yeah. John now goes down to the publishing house. He overhears um, the USA News that Yeet's telling um, Sanem about. And just as Yeet's saying, oh, just write here. Stay here and write your book here tonight. Yeah. I'll even stay and make you coffee and food. Mm-hmm. And thank God, even before she sees John, she declines. She thinks him, but yes. declines it. Yeah. So it's not like she even declined it because she saw John. It was just like, no, like, yeah, no, I'm that's good. Okay. Thank you. 
I think she even says she has plans with John or right. she's going to see John. Yes. Yeah. And so then John appears and he's short, rightfully so, yeah. with Yeet. <laughs> and although Sun M calls him out on it right. as they're leaving the agency or uh, publishing house, whatever, you get it. Um, and, you know... I didn't blame him right there because, again, at this point now, she's just being, like you said, stubborn about about it and just living in denial. This is just beyond naive anymore. Yeah. And so he says, Sanem, when you are upset – oh, no. Just kidding. That was in the truck. <laughs> she says, John, how have we become this way? We were once good, once bad. We were stressed and then happy. And he says, I don't know. And she says, I told you that I had news for you meaning the United States yeah. publishing, but you didn't even ask about it or wonder about it. And he goes, I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm confused a little. What was the news? And she says, Yeet has become a partner with a publishing house in the United States. And he says, wasn't his partnership in Canada? How many partners does he have? Mm-hmm. Are you sure he's telling you the truth? Yeah. And she says, yes, I'm sure, John, can you please just listen to me? He says, I'm listening. She says, there, I mean, the publishing house wants to give a chance to new authors and they had read my writing and they liked it very much. If I can write something around 15 to 20 pages in the next three days, my book can be published mm-hmm. there. I'm very happy. And then he says, do you remember the night we sat on the pier seaside? Mm-hmm. And she says, how can I forget? And he says, you told me that you wanted to be an author and you wanted to go to Galapagos. She says, yes. And she says, you were the first person to understand me. You supported me. You said that you would even want to read my book. And he says, now you're realizing your dream. And she says, yes, but you look as if you're disturbed by this. And he says, just the contrary. I'm proud of you. You're a woman, a strong and a strong one and realizing all of your dreams. Only realizing them with yeet makes me nervous. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she says, John, why don't you trust me? And he says, we've come to trust again. And she says, yes, we've come there again. You were very close. And she makes an excellent point here. Yeah. You were very close with your ex for weeks. Yep. You were partners on a project. You were together at home. You were together at work. You were side by side with her. Yep. And he says, Sanem. And she goes, John, you're being unfair to me. You don't trust me and you don't want to trust me because you haven't forgiven me yet. You're just basically glossing over everything. Right. Sweeping everything under the rug. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Neither Emre nor your mother nor me and maybe me most of all. And he says, if you're talking about the perfume issue that you gave it to Fabri, you're right. I still don't understand that. Um, and she says, I did it for you to yeah. rescue you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is there to understand? And she says, and I would do it again if the case was the same. She goes, where is the perfume? It's not even with Fabri. Where is it? Where is it? And she goes, it's here. And she leans into him and they have this very sweet little sensual moment where he's sniffing her. Mm-hmm. And she goes, a perfume smells different on each body. He goes, this is my scent. It's your scent. And they kind of share a sweet look. And he says, you are the most splendid thing I have ever seen. I have ever smelled. I am happy that you have noticed. And she goes, I am happy you've noticed this, John. (laughs) And then they kind of have a cute little nose, nuzzly, snuggly moment. So again, some things were brought up, but not really dealt with. Yeah. Um, Just acknowledge like, okay, you're having issues with trust. And I get what she's saying about that because, yes, he does need to trust her. And I don't think he's – he not once has he said he doesn't trust her when it comes to Yeet, but he's saying, I don't trust Yeet. Right. 
And I don't blame someone for not like I trust my husband, but if I see some woman who's clearly like interested in him, right. I'm not gonna be like, Oh yeah, let me just encourage you to be around her. Even right. though I'm not you know what I mean? Like yeah. I trust Jason, but I don't have to trust her and it doesn't mean I have to want her around him. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Well, and and it's kind of building this arc of this episode specifically of bringing this stuff back up, mm-hmm. bringing back the trust issues, bringing back the lack of communication yep. that really does happen but in their relationship. Because, yes, they're having these conversations, mm-hmm. but nothing is getting resolved. Right. So it's it's hard and it's difficult, but at the same time, I'm like – Bravo, Aisha, because this is the actual story development that we need, the character development that we need between the two of them. Yes, that we needed like 15 episodes Mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, more lameness. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, basically. I don't even think we need to really describe that. Yeah, let's not talk about that. I was barfing while Layla was puffing up his fat head with her delusions. That's exactly what happens. She's building him up. Basically, it just turns out she encourages him to call and just talk to his dad because obviously there's this thing now where he knows that he's been sick. Yeah. So he decides to call his dad. Good job, Layla, for telling your husband to call his father. Yeah. Awesome. Ihan calls Sanem. Yeah. And And spills the news. Um, they, they spill both of their news Mm -hmm. basically. And Sanem is upset because everybody's leaving and she'll be left alone in the Mahale because Osman is gone. Ihan is leaving to go live near Osman. Layla just got married. Layla just got married. Muzo, even Muzo is leaving. Mm -hmm. He comes upon their sad little scene and they're all crying. (laughs) And it's just a giant cry fest. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so they're just – they're sad because because basically it's the end of an era yeah. and they're all adults now. They're all moving on with their lives. Yep. So. So Sanem's sad and goes and sits on a bench by the sea. Yeah. She's trying – and this whole time, this whole episode, she's trying to write. That's mm-hmm. like a back – Yeah, she's got her know, journal with her pretty much the whole time. Yeah. It's kind of an underlying story throughout this whole episode. So John is – exercising and totally stewing about yogurt Mm -hmm. so he's having flashbacks of all this stuff that he's done that is clearly showing his interest and john decides to do something about it so he calls a pi and he's like i want you to look into this idiot and find out if he really does have a partnership in america right because john doesn't trust him right so they end up Running into each other. Running into each other. Yeah. Um, John finds her and sees she's been crying. And she's like, everyone's leaving. I'm upset. They're all leaving me behind. And John's like, well, I'm here. I'll always be here for you. Um, and that's, that's kind of, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of probably the only point of that scene. Yeah. So. Oh, she does ask him about his dad because Layla had called real quick and talked about their dad right. being sick and yeah she basically was like you could tell me anything why didn't you tell me there's kind right. of a bit of a a thing with that but the scene when it ends on hugs and kisses so we're still in a fairly good place mm-hmm. um then we <laughs> this scene is so sad it is sad because ihan is getting ready to board the bus to mm-hmm. leave and JJ and she sees all these couples saying goodbye to each other, mm-hmm. and she's alone. But JJ runs up and shows up. Well, and she didn't tell anyone she was leaving. No, because she just wanted to. And part of me is like, I get it. Like you don't want yeah. this whole long drawn out thing. So she just wanted to kind of sneak away. Yeah. 
So, but JJ's magic. We don't. We still don't know why he's magic. So somehow he knew she was leaving, yep. and he knew to go to her. And I just was like, my heart, because he's just so sad, and she's sad, and they're kind of chatting back and forth, and um, you know, and he tells her like, but will you like, will you ever come back to me? And she says, you are my destiny, JJ. Mm-hmm. And then he winds up telling her where he's from which we don't hear but right he hands her the address her the address so that she can kind of get to know him better through learning where he's come from Mm -hmm. to go visit and so they kind of leave on a good note Mm -hmm. um that that this isn't the end for them right so i can accept it then we i put ugh lay them in bed together but arf (laughs) and he's like watching her (laughs) i I'm so mad about it. So, Emery and it's sh- not freaking fair. It's not. I hate it so much. I know because you I'm know like, if- get their stupid faces uh-huh. off the screen. Because like you know if that nobody were wants to Sun see M. that. Uh huh. You know if that were John and Sun M, we'd be like, look at him watch her sleep. It's yes, so because cute. we love them. Uh-huh. They're they aren't two selfish, stupid idiots yep. that I hate. I know. <laughs> I know it. So Emery gets up, gets dressed, goes outside to talk. <sighs> sees John out there. They kind of wind up apologizing to one another. He apologizes for his reaction, acknowledging, like, he's kind of been a terrible brother, so he doesn't really blame John for not confiding in him. Yeah. John's like, regardless, I should have told you because you're right. I would have been upset if the tables were turned. Yeah. So they're good again. They reconcile. There's more wedding chaos freaking out. Yeah, because apparently today is a ceremony. Now today's ceremony. And, and they don't Emory have a dress Emory and Layla don't have clothes. Uh-huh. I was like, how could this possibly have happened? Uh-huh. <laughs> So, there, so there's a whole yeah and there's a whole scene with it it was yeah, pretty it pointless no and yeah um and then john john basically is like here huma here are some keys to a place for you to leave and move yeah. into because it's inappropriate to live with newlyweds yeah so yep i'll figure out where i'm gonna go but we you know and she yep. kind of is a little pity party about it but is like she right. actually handles it fairly well she does At yeah first she's like upset but then she's like, okay, well, as long as I have a few days. And he's like, yeah, you know, take your time. Not too much time, but, you know, they'll be on a honeymoon so you can move out during that. Yeah, and I wrote wedding, outfit shopping, who cares? Yeah. Um, Sanem comes to John's to write before the wedding. So right. maybe just that she can sit outside and just kind of get some peace and quiet and get yeah. some writing done before they have to go to the ceremony. But she's distracted by John. Mm-hmm. Because and- who would not be with all that <laughs> magnetism just right. right there in your presence? Yeah. <laughs> um, And then... She's like, okay, I need to not be by you <laughs> yeah. because mm-hmm. you're distracting me. Mm-hmm. So she grabs her stuff and gets up and we have a cute slip, almost slipping scene and he catches her. And Yes, I wrote the have... John M. Magic is back. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was so nice. Because they have these little flirty glances and all that before that. And Yes. It's sweet. And then they actually have a little kiss. Uh-huh. And then they're having the sweet moment and then surprise. Because Darren has decided they all should go get ready at the Divot household for I the think party. They, I think they were trying to help. I think that was the whole purpose was oh. they were like, oh, we're here to help Layla. Okay. Like get everything ready for the party. Okay. Um, And that's – I think that's why they did that. Okay. And, of course, Darren had invited Yeet to come with them. So John's just eyeing him. Right. And well, Darren and can, d- mm-hmm. she can see it. And she's like, oh, I invited Yeet so we could all leave together. She's like, like I crap. invited him. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I thought we could use more help. Yep. So Sanem is trying to summon her creativity. And 
Um, she is off kind of on a little grassy knoll and writing, but Yidiot interrupts her. And I mean, I'm not happy that he does this in the first place, but the other half of me is like, this is your business. You need to let her write. Yeah. Leave her alone and let her be by herself Mm -hmm. so she can get these 20 pages done. But he interrupts her because it's apparently world gift giving book, world book book giving day. day. So- Tell me when that is, people, because I want a world book gift giving day. Well, and it seems like this is a known thing. Yeah. Because she has one for John. Right. And so so um stupid Yokel gives her a book mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, I'll organize a place for you to go and write by yourself. Yeah, like a writer's and, retreat. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, awesome. That's fabulous Mm -hmm. i don't know know. so then john is gonna kill him with his eyeballs (laughs) i wrote (laughs) wrote, duran calls yeet in to avoid a bloodbath Uh because she sees it oh my gosh laser eyes Uh uh-huh so yeet leaves Mm -hmm. thank goodness yeah he goes off with duran yeah and then john comes out and they're all snuggled up. I love it because the way he he sits oh behind her, gosh, but he I makes sure it. his legs are like on either side of her and like pulls her. To oh, him. they're all snuggled. It is the best. There's some snoogles going mm-hmm. on. Uh, and surprise, surprise, she didn't have a book for Yidiot, uh-huh. but she sure has a book for John. That's right. And she gives him its Withering Heights. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And <laughs> my note at the time was Withering Heights. I think. Because uh-huh. obviously it's in Turkish, right. but I was thinking if it were Jane Eyre, because I always get the Bronte sisters well, confused. Jane Eyre is Charlotte Bronte, I believe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you weren't listening oh, to me. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I said I always get the Bronte sisters confused. Oh. And I was like, well, it's not Jane Eyre, so it's got to be Wuthering Heights. Well, Because um, I can never remember which Bronte wrote what. Right. Those are the only two I even know of. Have they? I, I'm sure they've written other things, but those are like the only two books I know yeah, of them. Yeah. Um. And well, and I was like, oh, which one is that? And when I put it in Google Translate, it just comes up Humming Hills. So I was like, that's got to be Withering Heights, then, right? Oh, like, interesting. That's, how, that's the direct translation is Humming Hills. Hmm. And I was like, Humming Hills. And I was like, uh, okay. Well, then, w- Withering Heights is the closest thing that. Yeah. Would be. It's clearly not. I don't even think I've ever looked up what withering means. I know, right? I don't think I have either. Yeah. Um, So anyhow. um, Yeah, so she gives him that book. And while that's happening, Huma is inside the kitchen. um, Basically planting evil little seeds inside of, I wrote, she's planting evil little seeds inside Yeet's manure-filled brain. (laughs) Like, because she's just like, oh, do you think John's going to let her published the book at your house and look what happened to Fabri, someone else who tried to get involved with Sun M. Like, and now he's in jail and just basically egging him on. But the weird thing is she was just telling him like one episode ago, like trying to encourage him to make moves towards Sun M. Right. So she's stupid. I know. <laughs> but I think what she's saying is like, I mean, yeah, you're right. It does seem like she's warning him off of her. But it all because of the whole like, well, Fabri's in jail. But I think it was more like, you know, step up to him. Yeah, that's a good point. Because the last guy who, you know, tried to insert himself 
you know, he put in jail. And if you really want this book to be published, right. you're going to have to stick up for yourself. And you're going to have and, to deal with him. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. It's just that Mevkabe and Meliot dance party. It's oh, not okay. really anything. Yeah, it's not important. Um, oh, but then one of the hottest scenes ever <laughs> happens. Said, well, I, it opens up and I said, John is apparently dressing for war because uh, he's got all his badges his medals. and his medals <laughs> on his wedding suit. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sanem comes in. Because she's helpless and cannot zip her dress. Oh, my gosh. You guys, this scene is so good. (laughs) I mean, come on. I would lose my ability to Uh zip up a dress Uh as well. (laughs) Right? I'd be like, help me, please. Uh Which she basically does. And he, I love it because he's like, this is kind of a cliche excuse for us to be alone together, Uh, isn't it? And she's like, John. She's like, no, John. And then he goes, um, can I not zip this up? (laughs) And she's acting all scandalized, Uh but girlfriend loves it. And she's like, I love it because she goes, John. (laughs) (laughs) And And then she's like, okay, it's hot in here. Uh (laughs) I gotta get out of here. Yes, he does eventually slowly zip it up for her. Oh my gosh, that scene was so good. Um, and it's funny because I'm pretty sure that was in the fragment for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the episode aired live, him, I'm almost positive, him actually asking if he could not zip it up did not air. That would not surprise me. But once yeah. it was uploaded to YouTube, because mm-hmm. it's not live airing on the TV, it right. was back. So, because I'm pretty sure we all we all were like, um, I'm sorry, wait, where is that? Because we all saw it in the fragment. Yeah. Because the fragments are only, you know, are doesn't that happen line. in another another sh- uh, episode yes. where they have like a much longer kiss and it's like way cut off during the live, and then yes. the actual recording is super long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, I feel like that happens a handful of times with yes. comments that are made. Yeah, it stuff happens like that. when they go on that snowy retreat when he like yes. kidnaps her uh-huh. and he talks about sexy stuff, but like you never even hear the word sexy when the scene actually happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably their way of just getting around stuff to, like, give the people what they want. Yeah. But the way they can without being fined. Right. <laughs> um. Anyhow, it's a really good scene, you guys. Yeah. So. So JJ starts having his weird arm <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> his, like, arm goes rogue. <laughs> I don't really know what that's about other than just he's JJ. I, I know. I don't understand it either. <laughs> but I... I honestly don't mind. No, it was funny. It is really funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so that's all happening. Uh, yeah. And then John finds the book. Finds the book. I'm finding my screenshots. Um, where are you look they? For that. So he picks up the book. Okay. Um, and he opens it up, and he sees that Yeet wrote a note to her. That says, I hope our journey, which started as an accident, will last forever. Oh, that's what I was like. Yeah. Oh, is that what you were looking for? <laughs> yeah. You go ahead. It? Yeah, go ahead. You are the source of my inspiration with what you do and write. I am always with you. Sanem, if John being concerned, if JJ being concerned didn't convince you, this note mixed with those things yep. should have been a huge light bulb turned on for you. Yeah. He is not just talking about this professionally. No, he's not. And <laughs> let me tell you, 
this is the type of thing where guys will tend to find an opportunity to reveal feelings. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's at this point, I feel like, okay, you're not blameless anymore. Nope. You do not have plausible deniability. No. No. Because of all of the puzzle pieces right. that have officially been handed to you. Right. You're choosing not to see it. Mm-hmm. You're choosing not to see it. And part of me is like, I get it because you so badly want to write and publish and do this on your own. And yeah. She probably thinks this is her only opportunity. Right. But what's more important? Right. And that's the real question. Yeah. Is is publishing your book and following your dream more important? And if it is, right. then that just needs to be acknowledged. Right. And she needs to be willing to potentially lose John because right. of that. Right. But if John is more important, then you yeah. need to deal with the situation. Okay. All right. So it's wedding time now. Yes. Um, And the family is doing like a greeting the line. The greeting line. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Huma, of course, is being awful and a horrible snob. Gosh, her facial expressions throughout this whole um, reception. Throughout, I feel like throughout the whole episode. Well, that's She's kind of especially heinous this episode. Yes, she totally is. And, you know, from what I can tell, the actress, and I can't remember her real name, is like this lovely person that, like, everyone loves. Oh, um, she! I'm sure she's wonderful in real life. And so it's and like remember and, when she would post those pictures with like the chopsticks in her mouth? To look yes, like a walrus she and seems like, like super goofy. Yes, like she seems like the opposite of Huma yes. in real life. I feel like we haven't acknowledged that enough. We just talked about yeah. her terrible character. Well, and I, I think we're. Feeling... I I feel that we're fairly good at acknowledging and being clear that we separate the character from yes, the actors absolutely because they are acting right so <laughs> i think that's important to yes. remember I just know we, that while we hate certain characters right. we don't hate the actors or actresses no. we don't have anything against them no. they're just doing a job it's been so good like i know we've <laughs> talked about like how we love certain things like burand has done and yes and i was like yes. i feel like we've never we given ha- huma credit for yeah. anything we haven't been actress, quite yeah. as <laughs> as even about yeah. the, that part with there, her. There was a picture even recently like her. I forgot her name in I, real life. So did I. Yeah. But she and the actress who plays Mevka Bay like went to breakfast or like met up. Yeah, I and think just, they're like, all hung out they're and, all buddies. Yeah. And, yeah so, so anyways, just wanted to throw that in there. Same so. with Osgur. I, I know that I am not Layla's fan yeah. really, um, but I think she's a good actress. Yes. And, Anyway, so just so we're all clear. Yes. <laughs> we don't hate the actress no. and actresses. She's just any, really good at her any job. Any opinions yes. made <laughs> against people do not reflect the character of the person themselves in no. real life. <laughs> just the character they play. Yes. Okay. Oh, anyhow. Um, oh, man. Okay. Then so there's wandering eyes, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, and he's props to him the actor for his super blatant hard eyes at sanem yeet oh uku yes mm-hmm. because i was i was just thinking that like that's good acting because his he is so clearly head over heels and he lets it show on his face I was just as say, he's you're gazing right. fondly because at her he's not just looking at her he's not just no. like you actually see the like puppy oh, dog mm-hmm. like yeah you're and, totally right 
And I was like, oh, crap, because uh-huh. you see his face. And then John turns and he Holds sees the it. look, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, crap. And then the way he eats face immediately oh, changes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like he knows he he's caught. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Great so acting. Yes. All around. Mm-hmm. All around. Um, so that terrible moment happens. Yes. Which just more proof for John. Well, and here's the thing. Sanem was looking at him as he was looking at her like that. Right. Yeah, because she starts looking between John and uh, Yi. Because she just kind of, she's not looking at uh, at him purposefully. Right. She's just she's looking just around looking the around. reception. And she happens to catch his eye. Mm-hmm. And, but then he gives her that doofy smile. And uh, again, it's kind of. So now we of, have, John has. Um, John has warned her yes m- several times well and has he he has actually told her i saw what he wrote in the book or he hasn't said that yeah yet. yeah they he did yeah we just could, talked about that okay because mm-hmm. i couldn't remember i know he saw oh, it wait I couldn't remember if he cause no I they just no the you're right you're right you're right okay you're right so for poor john at least so far we've got his his already suspicions the things he's seen yes. and now in the same day yep. he has read the inscription written in mm-hmm. a gift that he gave her so the gift itself Mm-hmm. the fact that he wrote something personal in it and now the way he's looking at her yep like honestly and then the day not- before jj tells her mm-hmm. that's not how you hug a friend mm-hmm. but how he didn't just come on john himself just from what mm. he's seen imagine if he'd seen that hug like how he just did not come completely unglued right then and there while he was looking at her right but it's definitely building yeah it is yeah. definitely building so so moving on real quick though we have this stupid Layla freaking out and I'm sitting here like what are you so nervous about dummy oh, you're I already know. married this is I know. stupid I think it, it was just, stupid it was just something meant to be like I think a tender moment between them but I I'm think like, so I don't care like but it was kind of dumb because she she's freaking out mm-hmm. Emery calms her down right but then she's immediately freaked out again right and then they walk in and, <laughs> and everybody's clapping in. and it's fine yeah hooray so I was like okay that was pointless yeah whatever so then they walk right into their first dance basically <laughs> And I wrote in all caps, it should be John and Sanem. I know. Because they're queuing up for a, an, an adorable, romantic, wedded first dance. Mm-hmm. And it should be really sweet. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even enjoy it. I know. Because all I was thinking was that should be John and Sanem, not them standing at the sidelines. Yep. Watching their inferior siblings. Yep. Taking the spotlight. This is the only time I will probably ever say this. But my face matched Huma's in this yeah. moment. <laughs> I mean. I don't blame you. The only oh, time I will ever agree with her. For vastly different reasons. For vastly different reasons, yes. But, uh, <laughs> sure, yep, yep, okay, I'll admit it. <laughs> so then... While that's happening, Duren asks Yeet to dance. Yeah, wrote, go girl. And I, but I wrote poor Bebek. I know because he's looking at Sanem the whole time, like, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing that. Then we pan over to John and Sanem, and that's when he confronts her about the inscription, and he says, "I saw what he wrote in the yeah. book." Yeah. And at first, I thought, okay, if Sanem hadn't seen that yet, because I didn't know if she really like full on opened the book. We know she unwrapped it, but no, she's seen it because she she's saw like, it. okay, and. And right there, I wanted to slap her. What do you mean, okay, Anne? Yeah. Because she's like, oh, he just meant it professionally, blah, blah, blah. And I said, sorry, Sanem, I'm with John. 
creepy yeet is being completely obvious and you're choosing to be completely oblivious. She's being, yes, she's being intentionally obtuse. obtuse. Yep. Yep. So she's kind of upset about that. and She starts to like walk away, but then John pulls her into a dance on the floor and it's actually a very melty it is moment yes it is um so but and then back to duran well i think this is when they when they're dancing john and sonem or duran yeah um maybe it's after oh it's after duran and yeet yeah so duran and yeet are just chatting and stuff because he's like oh i bet you know, he's throwing throwing her a bone, I guess. He's like, oh, I bet every guy in here is jealous of me, basically, like, because I'm dancing yes. with you. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, oh, I don't see how anyone wouldn't like you, you know. And she's like, well, I don't want to be liked. I want to be loved. Yeah. And then she actually goes in and kind of talks about the kind of love. Because then, of course, Yeet responds and is saying things like, oh, yeah. Like, you, he's very clearly de- defining his love for Sanem. Yes. So it's more in, like, this sorrowful type longing way. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I'm talking about a more hopeful, like, happy love, but okay. Yeah. Well, and he, he makes a comment, and I wanted to make sure that we mention this, mm-hmm. because he makes a comment about loving someone basically no matter what mm-hmm. and loving someone – Um, how did he put it? Something to the effect of – that the person you love, you support them no matter what. Uh-huh. So I just want it like, he says that. Right. So we'll just put a pin in that for now. Okay. Um, but, and, and it, you know what? It wasn't while they were dancing of what I was thinking of mm-hmm. with John and Sanem. It was right at the end of that conversation mm-hmm. because Sanem is, you know. About to storm off. Well, she's defending Yeet. Right. And um, how he just wants to publish her books that kind of a thing yeah mm-hmm. and john says something like yeah like there's no other publishing house in, left in this country mm-hmm. and then sanem says john you know sometimes i really don't even recognize you oh you're right and then he says you don't know me well enough then yeah so <sighs> words are getting mm-hmm. thrown mm-hmm. and again Things aren't getting fixed. Right. They're just glossing over with a romantic dance right. or whatever, even though there's kind of some tension yes. in the air as yes. they're dancing. So nope. there we go. That was good to mention. Yeah. Um, so then Huma and Mevkube start arguing about music. It's really dumb. Um, JJ has more rogue arm issues and like... <laughs> I still don't really know fully well, what that's about other than just comedic relief. Yeah, he, he he's calling it restless arm syndrome. <laughs> Is that – I know there's restless leg syndrome. but It's probably fake. He's, I think he just made it uh-huh. And then um, him and Ghoulies are chatting, JJ. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated this because he's just talking about how he doesn't – how he doesn't trust Yeet. Yeah. And yes. he, that's getting him all more riled uh-huh. up with his arm. And then Yeet sees him giving mm-hmm. him, like, mad-dogging uh-huh. him. And, and he, he like, comes over. over. And <laughs> just, they, it's just kind of a weird interaction. Mm-hmm. And nothing comes of it. But JJ right. is <laughs> kind of just telling him, okay, I you. yeah, I see you. Uh-huh. And then he says, have a nice day uh-huh. in English. <laughs> so it was just kind of a funny interaction. Yes. And I, I agree. It was more of JJ just kind of saying, "I don't trust him." Yes, 
Which I see the way that he looks you. at Sanem. And yep. Yeah. So we appreciate that. I also loved when Ghoulies is like, just come dance. And he says he won't dance with anyone but I Yes. I love He says, him. I made a promise. So cute. I know. Anyways, JJ's also, the best. Really quick, you guys. I'm so sorry if you hear me sniffing. I'm trying to keep it under control. <laughs> but my nose is still has the cold lingering. So mm-hmm. I apologize if you hear a lot of sniffling. Um. So yeah, I wrote he's got Yeet's number as well. Oh, the wrong they give like this whole intro, Layla and Emery, like, oh, we're gonna dance to the song that my parents danced to 27 years ago because mm-hmm. I hope we have as wonderful of a marriage as them, blah, blah, blah. Well, the wrong music starts playing. But yeah. it's like this fa- fun, fast, like upbeat party music. Yeah. So it kind of gets everybody on the dance floor. Everyone but John. It ends up being I know for I obvious, noticed that for obvious reasons. Because John only belongs <laughs> slow dancing people. Yeah, I noticed that. Yep. So that was kind of a funny little yes. little pause. And Huma's face as she's getting tossed around. Yeah, is actually really. Sonam's funny. like dancing right next oh, to her yeah. and like bumping into her. That's really funny. So then, drunk JJ offers to pay for John's frontal lobe surgery. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, if it's if money's an issue, I'll pay for it. But he's like, is he even drunk or I, is he just out of his mind? Well, it might be a little of both. I don't yeah. know. Because somebody said like, is he drunk? But yes. he might just be out of his mind. But they don't right? really answer the question. No, they just kind of get him off the dance floor, and <laughs> that's that. So then John gets not a phone call. I'm sorry, the guy actually shows he's up. He's there. Yeah, yeah, which I didn't fully understand. Neither did I. But I, I thought, why is this dude suddenly yeah, why here isn't it just at a, the wedding? Why isn't it just a phone call? <laughs> right. So, Which is what you would expect. Yeah. But his phone pal shows up to be like, oh, hey, bro. Yeah. yeah that the guy personal has, investigator or whoever he is. Yep. Yeah. He's got no connections to American publishers. So mm-hmm. so John's like, see, I knew it. I have the proof I need. Yeah. He's just trying to like reel her in. And, and as the fire has been building, <laughs> he explodes. Yes, he does. For not the last time in the episode. So he pulls Yi outside. Well, into the lobby, basically, away from the party. Uh And confronts him. Yeah. And it gets really ugly real fast because then what happens is that Yi is like, well, it was a verbal agreement. They just sent the contracts over. Here it is. So I'm about to be connected to these American publishers. Yeah. So it turns out Yi was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. There was just no paper trail yet, which is why the PI was like, nope, he doesn't know anybody there. Well, and now John looks a fool. John looks a fool. Yeet is like, well, I guess I better go. And Sanem is pissed. Yep. She sure is. And, you know, from from her perspective, him – John's irrational irrationality mm-hmm. is basically being confirmed. Right. Which sucks. Yes, it does. Because I, again, because of all of his suspicions and I don't even think we can call them suspicions anymore, his confirmations that right. he loves his fiance. Sure. You know, I get why he did what he did. Like, I want to make sure he's not making a fool of Son M. Yeah. His execution of revealing it was bad. What he should have done was just confronted Yeet about it at a later maybe the next day like yeah okay i've got your number pal you better not be screwing my fiance over right what's your plan you know but it wouldn't have created the dramatic moment that we got right right um so everyone kind of dissipates because they've got the party to get back to but now the party's over everyone's kind of you know they're doing the whole farewell yeah the parents are leaving yes and nihat gives a sweet little farewell to layla Uh uh-huh um did you screenshot that? No, I oh, didn't. I was like, okay. I, no, I'm. You, my face did not match with okay. what you were saying. I was like, oh, do you really they want to can't, talk about that? They okay. can't see me, but <laughs> I I had a cringing face. Were you pre because I'm for the I'm pre cringing. 
because I was like, oh, I didn't. I just wanted to gloss over that. It was sweet, because... but not like enough to really talk about like that. Because <laughs> I read my I read my note uh-huh. that says, "Yikes, uh-huh. here we go." Uh-huh. So, so I was I was pre pre cringing. So all right, well then I'll let you. You have the screenshots for this. So now Sonem's mad. She's sitting on the steps. John approaches her. Yes. And and he says, "I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. Which is a good start. Strong uh-huh. start. And Sonem says, "Well, you should tell Yeet that you're sorry, not me." Okay, fair enough. Yeah. He did it was Yeet that was wronged. Mm-hmm. Even though he's an idiot. Yes, he is. And a creep as we're about to find out. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> heebie-jeebies Sanem says John do you realize how much you upset with the things that you're doing no matter what I try to fix how I try oh no I'm sorry he says this wait 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 wait. sorry I'm having oh no it is it is Sanem it's hard because sometimes I know when I was taking screenshots last night sometimes I was taking pictures of the caption but it was on the other person and I'm yes like, oh crap this is john saying that i hope i remember that tomorrow. exactly i do the same because thing because it's on m's face yeah yeah and and she doesn't look like she's talking she's talking um but i'm pretty sure it's her that mm-hmm. that is talking so I think it is Sanem that says, no matter how much I try to fix things here, mm-hmm. everything just turns into a bigger mess in our lives. Yeah, it is her. Is it because of me, Emre, and my sister? They got married right away, deciding in one day. They decided to do this long after we did, and then they suddenly got married in right. one day. Basically, they eloped. Right. And even though they just barely got engaged. But they're basically saying they were able to do what we haven't been able to do in months. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And she says, and we can't even talk properly about Mm -hmm. getting married. So, I'm sorry. She says, and we can't even talk proper. We cannot even talk properly, yet we want to be married. Mm -hmm. And John says, talking about what, Sanem? And she says, our problems, John. We can't talk about anything. We can't talk about what's going on. We can't talk about what happened with Fabri, mm-hmm. your mother, my parents, your father. And then John goes a little on the defensive and he says, I didn't tell anyone about my father, Sanem. And Sanem says, yeah, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm not anyone. You can tell me anything. You can talk to me about anything. When you keep it inside like this, you tend to burst open at weird times and then you get all aggressive. And then she says, please just talk to me about everything. Just Mm -hmm. tell me everything. And John says, you're right. Okay, we should talk, of course. You're so so right. He says, look, this was supposed to be one of our happiest days, but you're right. And he says, Sanem, no matter what happens, no matter what I do, you're the most important thing in my life. Mm -hmm. You're so much more valuable than anyone and anything else for me. Please don't forget this. And he says, all right. And she says, never. So that she says, I guess I will kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> and, then <they> guess. <laughs> um, and then the siblings walk back in. And yeah. And they have like a little toast amongst the four of them. Yeah. I actually thought it was kind of cute because I don't remember if it's Layla or Emre, but one of them says like, oh, the party of four that it was always meant to be. Layla. Like, yes. She's yeah. like, finally, the the pe- basically the pe- only people we wanted here yes. at our wedding mm-hmm. were all here together. So So I actually really did like that. Um, so they have their yeah they end the night off with a toast to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so back at home, Sanem is still struggling to write. Yes, and she pulls out her copy of Withering Heights because uh-huh. that's the book that she gave to all of her people for the now, book giving day. 
this I it made me so happy. Be- I I wrote in parentheses after I wrote Wuthering Heights, welcome back, Aisha, because I mean uh-huh. it's so typical, it's Aisha. So typical, Aisha. And the last time we got Wonder of good- Wonders. John suddenly likes to read again. Okay, I totally was gonna say. Mm-hmm. So, what happened to the John from last episode who didn't even want bookshelves Books. in his living room? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's reading too. Because that's not real, John. Exactly. That was an imposter. Amen. So yes, because last time we got like good poetic reading like this was like back in episode seventeen. Yeah. When they were still going through their horrible breakup, and this is the kind of stuff that would happen a lot mm-hmm. in those. The first age right. of Arkenji Well, and you saw us, like, kind of attempt that in the early 20s. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, a little bit. There's a couple times where, like, when they're passing their notes back and forth in the books. Like, yes. he opens up a Jane Austen book. Yes. Um, You know, and then there's the whole, uh, the thing with the whole amber necklace and how that came. Like. Right. There was some attempts. Yeah. But then it yeah. was like, eh. And then fizzled out. Yeah. it. I think she kind of just started, try- stopped trying. Yeah. So, yes, I love that we were on the same page with that because both yes. of us were like, oh, Aisha's bad. Well, and and we know Aisha's love of classics. Yes. So to use something like Wuthering Heights is very appropriate. Mm-hmm. It feels appropriate. So she opens the book to look for inspiration and she starts reading. Now, while this whole thing is being read, it's all being read in Son M's voice, but we're panning between Son M, John, and even Huma reading yeah. the book. Uh-huh. So it says, everything reminds me of him. Even when I look at the floor, I see him in every rock, every cloud, every tree. At night, the air is full of him. There is a shining light everywhere. My life exists with him. Even everything is vanished from earth, but for him I would still live. Even if everything remains the same and he is gone, then the earth becomes a stranger to me and I'm not a part of it anymore. This is such a merciless act. Let me show you what you need to dream of. Do you see the lines between your eyes? There are lights that blink in the dark like the devil's eyes. Do you see the two dark angels? They deserved it and they hate the whole world because they had suffered. Um, and that last part was being read by Huma. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was also appropriate. Yes. Considering the subject matter. Yep. Um, so, um, where are my notes? Here we go. So she finds this inspiration. Um, and... Then we have Sad Neha and Mevkabe the next day. They're acting like Layla's died. Yeah. And well, and yeah, and Sanem kind of scolds them. Yeah. Like, and takes it personally. Daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, he- poor, poor babies. Your daughter is gone. Uh-huh. But did you totally forget you have another daughter sleeping right next uh-huh. door? <laughs> well, and then John calls her, and of course, he's downstairs with food and tea. Uh huh. So she's like, I'm coming right down. She's like, Mom, I'm leaving. And they go, Where are you going? And she says, To find new parents. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was – I almost missed that because I was taking a note and I just happened to look up right as she was saying it. So the caption was on the screen. Yeah, so I was like, it I was very good. That. It was really funny. Yeah. So, so he set up the whole cabin for her to write. Yeah. Well, I want to point out real quick when mm-hmm. she comes downstairs, it's mm-hmm. really adorable because he says, at your service, milady. Oh, he does. You're right. I forgot about that. He basically says he's her And servant. he says uh, – well, yeah. And he says – I I have food for you. I have something all set up for you. I'm going to take you to the cottage so you can write. And I even brought chai. So he brought all the things to help her get creative and be able to write. Exactly. So he's wonderful. Yes, he is. And again, we get another little scandalous 
scene mm-hmm. um, because she's, of course, she loves the setup. Yeah. And she's like, John, it's beautiful. I want to stay here forever. And he says, it's dangerous when you say things like that. <laughs> and she's like, dangerous? What do you mean? And he basically is like, because I'm going to throw us in there and lock the and door. Lock- <laughs> <laughs> So we'll let you decide what that implies, guys. <laughs> um, so there's a little bit of a montage of Sunem mm-hmm. trying to work, but again, she's, she's distracted. Yeah. Yes. It's too romantic. She uh-huh. can't stop glancing over at John. Yes. Even though he's trying to stay out of the way. Right. She's like outside. He's just reading, mm-hmm. you know, minding his own business, but she's she's distracted yeah. by him. So they decide to that she's going to go back to work mm-hmm. and just kind of stick herself in her office where right. she's alone, and hopefully that will help her to be able to focus. Well, and also she sees it as an opportunity for John to apologize to Yeet. Yes, that's right. His, mm-hmm. That's right. So she's like, and maybe you can talk to Yeet while I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, then real quick, we bounce to cringy FaceTime with Layla and the parents, and I'm like, oh, Lord. So one point to Team Mevkabe mm-hmm. because they're – Lame is basically calling the Iden parents to say, hey, we're going to the Seychelles for mm-hmm. uh, for our honeymoon. honeymoon. So they tell them that they're going. They say they're going to be gone for 15 days. And both Niha and Mevkabe start to freak out at how long they're going to be gone. And then Mevkabe makes a comment, something to the effect of, what aren't we a family? You wouldn't. You would, didn't even discuss this with us before. And then she stops. Oh. And then she reels herself back in, hmm. and she says, "Okay, have fun." Oh. So that I really appreciated. Okay. Because she was starting to do the whole parent parental right. freak out of hey, I'm entitled to know exactly what you're doing uh-huh. and why you're doing it and when you're doing it and you should have consulted me about yep. this because you're my child and aren't we a family? And then she realized, I think it seemed like she heard herself mm-hmm. and she stopped. So I wanted to point that out okay. because I that's really fair. appreciated that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and honestly, I wasn't paying enough attention to that scene to even notice that. So yeah. Good for you. And good for Mavkabe. Yes. <laughs> um. So then we get to the publishing house. And Yeet has created his own little writing haven for her at her desk. So with Sunem, the neon sign is blinking. Mm-hmm. It it's is very bright. It is very bright. There's loud noises blinding. going. Yeah, there's an alarm blaring. Uh huh. Um, there's one of those pre-recorded voices uh-huh. over the intercom that says, "Get out, exit, don't and go attention. this way." Attention, mm-hmm. Yeet is in love with you. Uh-huh. Attention. Yeet is in love with uh-huh. you. I mean, your uh-huh. boss doesn't just do crap like that. Right. I've had many bosses in my life. They don't do crap like that for me. Nope. <laughs> One boss in particular would never in his life have done that. And that and boss he, loved and Kristen, us. Yes. And Kristen knows because he was her boss yep. too. And trust me. like we And have, he was a great boss. He's a great boss. I – we. I still talk with him. He hasn't been my boss but in years. He, he but never. he would not do that. Because it's inappropriate. Because it is inappropriate. <laughs> oh so. Because this is just beyond like a publisher saying, okay, what can I do to help your writing flow? Like yeah. this is beyond that. And it's not. He didn't bring her, I don't know, 
he didn't buy her a pack of post-its. Uh-huh. It wasn't something no. small. It was like this note. It's like, I found, I brought you all your favorite things. Basically all saying, your favorite I know, food is in the fridge. Uh-huh. I know all the things you like and love. Yep. And I made them, made sure they were all here for you. And honestly, John has every reason to be, if he had walked in there and like picked him up by his neck, I wouldn't have even argued it. Because you know what? Like him too. I'd be upset like, oh, so you can write in this setting that he set up for you, but you can't write in the beautiful setting I put together for right. you. On top of the fact that this dude's a creep. Yes. Trying to steal your girl. But he doesn't even overreact. No, he doesn't. Because what he ends up saying is John says, okay, I should go yep. so you can write. Yep. And because Yeet left as well. Right. He's, he left all this stuff and he left. Yeah, and Yeet's not there so there's no point for John to be there because there's no Yeet for him to apologize exactly. to. Exactly. Or scream at. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> or scream at. For mm-hmm. the obvious show of affection. Uh-huh. But John, instead of flipping out, says, I guess I was being a little selfish mm-hmm. bringing you to the cottage mm-hmm. because I was still there and you were clearly distracted and so, which is a hey, point for John? Yeah, because you distract her because she loves you, right? So. Right. And rather than flipping out, he saw the error of his ways. Of oh yeah, maybe I was being a little mm-hmm. selfish because I just wanted you around, right? And maybe I should have done that for you like this and left. But he says, "I'm going to leave you to write," and then he pieces out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So props to John for that. Yes. Then we have JJ and John bonding over their shared suspicions. <laughs> yes. I love it. Uh-huh. I love JJ's like, don't worry, John. I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. I like, and you don't know what he's really talking about just yet. Right. Just that they're in agreement about this dude is suspicious. We don't trust him. Mm-hmm. And JJ's like, don't worry, I got this. And John's like, uh, okay. Now, here comes the creepiest, oh, grossest, nastiest, ickiest whatever ist word i can come up with it's hilarious because jj's acting like a ninja hopping all through the house however yeah. he's a terrible ninja he is because he misses the giant well screaming. he leaves his jacket <laughs> he tosses his jacket on the floor he's probably leaving fingerprints everywhere <laughs> he sits on the bed that was made and clearly musses it <laughs> Yeah, so a ninja he is not. No. And on top of it all, he doesn't see that in Yeet's bedroom, right (laughs) in view of his bed, there is a huge portrait, like photo, Uh uh, printed photo, whatever. On a canvas. Of Sanem. Now listen, this is in a position where when you're just laying on your bed, where a TV would maybe hang, is this picture of Sanem. Yep. Then it's not just a decorative item, obviously. No. It's not in the living room. Nope. It's not in the bathroom. Honestly, it's it not matter, in the office. It doesn't matter where it is. No, it doesn't. It's but freaking creepy. No, as, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because he shouldn't have a picture of her. No, up in his house because they're not in a relationship. But it does make it worse that it's in his bedroom. So yeah, it's gross. It's. Way worse that it's in his bedroom. Way worse that it's in his bedroom and where it is in his bedroom. Yep. Like, just so that he can glance at it whenever he feels like it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. He probably falls asleep gazing at yes. the picture. So And wakes up and it's the first thing he sees in the morning. Yeah. Like, it's so... Ugh. Well, and, and it raises all these questions <laughs> such as, 
where did you get that picture right. from? You clearly stole it because it's not one you took. No. So you took it from something, whether it's social media, you know, whatever. Yeah. You stole it from somewhere. Uh-huh. And then had it printed on this giant canvas. Uh-huh. And when did this even happen? Mm-hmm. How long has this been up there? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I just... What, what was your game plan for when you eventually got her to your house? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than murdering her. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is a problem. That is total stalker, serial killer, obsessive. It is. Like... You're going to start convincing yourself you're actually in a relationship yep. and think that she's cheating on you Uh-huh. when, yeah. Uh-huh. But all that to be said, guys, JJ doesn't see no, it. No, he doesn't see it. He's busy looking under his bed. He's busy rolling around on the couch. Looking in his drawers. Looking in his drawers, but does not see yeah. the blatant obvious proof mm-hmm. that he was looking for. So... He oh, leaves, man. and so if anyone was were questioning whether or not mm-hmm. Yeet was still okay at mm-hmm. this point, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty obvious uh-huh. that he's not okay. And it makes me wonder, like, if Aisha was just like, "All right, I never intended for this dude to be here, uh-huh. so we need to completely make sure <laughs> that everyone hates him." Yes, like this is, and that they of, know uh-huh, his people. intentions yep. are not good. Yep. He's not a good guy. There's no benefit to the doubt anymore. Nope. None of that. So, and yes, thank it you, works. Aisha. It works. Yes. So, John comes to take Sanem to lunch, and he's like, oh, I want you to meet a friend of mine. He's been wanting to meet my writer girlfriend, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, you kind of already get this ominous feeling about this lunch. Yes. And Sanem's already kind of suspicious, but is like, okay, let's go to lunch. I'll take a break. Mm-hmm. Well, turns out this guy is... Like, a major player in the publishing world. Yeah. And he's like, I've read some of your work. It's great. I'd love to publish your stuff. Here's my card. I've got another meeting to be at. I'm sorry. I really have to go. Yeah. So not only is it obvious what John's doing, this guy clearly wasn't like, oh, I have to meet your girlfriend right away. Because he already had another meeting together. He was clearly doing John a favor by, like, squeezing in a meeting with them real quick. Yeah. He says, sorry to make you rush. I have another meeting. Right. So... She is pissed. Oh, yeah. Do you have screenshots of this? I do. Because she basically, you know, is confused during that whole quick meeting. She storms out of the restaurant. She's so mad. John walks after her. Uh Uh-huh. And then they have this whole kind of have it out. So she says, I cannot believe you. Do you realize how much you embarrassed me? He says, what are you saying, son? And what did I do? Oh, John. I know. She says, you made me look like a foolish girl mm-hmm. who's trying to get her pu- her book published by her boyfriend's connect with her boyfriend's connections. And she does make a great point. Yes, she does. But John <laughs> decides to come back with, you're being ridiculous right now, son. M. And if there is any <laughs> one thing to not say to your girlfriend, wife, whatever – when she is angry, angry, uh huh, with you rationally or irrationally right, for something you did, <laughs> for something that she's upset with you about, yes, rationally or irrationally, you pointing out that she's being ridiculous, I guarantee you one hundred percent, you are not going to help matters at all. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're gonna just piss her off more. Yeah. So he says, Fikrit loved what you wrote, and she says, how dare you let other people read what I wrote? 
don't I know how to send other people writing my writing myself? Do you really think I'm that incapable? He says, Sanem, will you just come here? Just sit. And she says, let me go. I already have a publishing house that I work with. Mm-hmm. Yeet believes in me from Yeet believed in me from the very first day. My book might even be published abroad. Mm-hmm. And then John says, "Yeah, the book you didn't even write yet, right?" Which, oh, that was stop digging your yep. hole, man. You have now you're you're yeah, oh. just about finished that six foot deep hole you're putting yourself in, dude. Oh. But I get it too because he's frustrated. And yeah, but and then he says, "I wonder what kind of trust Yeet has." Mm-hmm. And then boy wakes up and realizes what crap just came out of his mouth, mm-hmm. and he says, "I didn't mean that." Uh-huh. <laughs> and M says, "What do you mean?" Uh-huh. Then what did you mean? So he says, "Sunem, Fikret was all also interested in what you write. Everyone is always interested in what you write." Because you're talented. You write well. And this publishing house is the best for you. Now, I guess they're one of the top publishing houses in the country. Correct. So she says, why are you the one to decide what's best for me? Mm -hmm. Your only problem is yeet. You don't want me to work with anyone else. You don't want me to work on it myself to publish my own book. You always try to keep me under control whenever I'm doing something out of your control, John. And he says... Perfect. Keep it like this, all right? Let's keep growing distant. And Sanem says, "No, you're the one who's making me grow distant from you. You don't talk to me. About, you don't talk to me about anything, John. You want to marry me, and then you say we can give up if you like. <laughs> you wanted to run away abroad, and you blamed me because I didn't accept it. You are the one who is running away with every single problem." And he says, "Sanem, you." And she says. He says, if you don't understand how much I love mm-hmm. you, and he, she says, I don't. She says, is this how you love me? By hurting me? Mm-hmm. By ruining my pride? I don't want to hear about how much you love me anymore, John. I want to see it. And then she walks, and she walks away. away. And honestly, she makes some very valid points. She does. She's not excused for being oblivious to all of Yeet's obvious advances. Not at all. But... It doesn't make John right either in how he's trying to go about getting her away from him. Well, and the whole giving her um, writing mm-hmm. to her, he and he basically had to just scrounge up whatever he could find. It was right. her old commercials that she wrote. Right. And by him handing that writing over to his buddy Fikret, it was a very underhanded and controlling a yeah. way to try to get a hold of the situation right and try to get her away from me right. without just talking to her yeah. and getting it figured out yeah between the two of them because she's right the issue isn't the publishing the issue is yeet right it's true so um sonim's back at home mm-hmm. she's about to give up she even like calls yeet or yeet calls her i think to see how it's yeah. going and she's basically like look I think it might be time to put a pin in this. Yeah. Maybe I'm not ready. I think maybe I'm not ready. I And I don't want to write anything just for the sake of getting something written, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, I want my work to be good and reflective of me, but it's just not happening and I'm sorry. Yeah. Like maybe I've missed this opportunity. Yeah. She gets off the – well, and then she looks over and a light bulb turns on. She's looking at her desk and she says, actually, I have a file that 
basically falls under all of the things that I'm looking for. Right. I have something written, but I need to talk to John about it first. Mm-hmm. Because she looks over at her journal that she's kept since ever since she met him. Yeah. So it's basically their entire story. All the things they've been through, the secrets she was keeping early on, when you know, the lies that she was a part of that didn't know she was a part of, everything that's happened, including the things that even John might not be aware of, like the whole, um, you know, she's the reason behind his um, his photography license getting taken away that was never revealed mm-hmm. um, so there's all kinds of truths in there that even she hasn't been able to share with him yeah so she humans uh were now at john's house and um or no i'm sorry actually there's a couple things she reads out of that journal yes so she picks up the journal after getting off the phone with yeet and she reads an excerpt from it and it says our childhood tales tell us of the fears that we'll face in the future one by one the tales say that the scams that the, the scams that take your goods, those spoiled princesses that don't that don't like your imagination, all of them are real. And where am I in this story? Waking up from a century-old sleep? A princess looking for her albatross? Is that what I am? Or am I the stupid girl having her heart taken by the evil king? Hmm. Then, but then under the sweet smile, the darkness, that heartbreaking evil king, where is he? So, um, she reads that excerpt. Then we pan over to John's house. Huma's moving out. Mm-hmm. She's got her stuff packed. So he, she and John have a little chat about that. And the doorbell rings. It's Sun M. And mm-hmm. she basically explains to him, listen, everything in here is about you and me from the time we met. Yeah. This is the journal I've kept. And um, it's what I want to publish. Mm-hmm. And... After you read this, there's nothing you won't know about me. Yeah. But I need you to read it because I need your permission because it 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 affects you too. Yeah. And he's basically like, well, you don't need my permission. It's your work, you know? Yeah. And she's like, no, but I do. Yeah. Again, it concerns like, you as well. It concerns you as well. You need to read this. So please do and then talk to me. Yeah. So things are tense. He mm-hmm. takes the book. Um, He goes to the hut that night so he can be alone. Yeah. To, to read, read it. it. Yeah. And then the mm. next morning, Sunem goes to work and Yeet is asking, hey, have you heard from him? Yeah. And John hasn't reached out. So they decide to both go to check on him and see how things are going. Bad idea. Especially yeah. when she says, oh, wait, I think I might know where he is. We clearly know that she's like, oh, he must be at the cabin. Yeah, of course. His private cabin that he's made it clear. Already too many people know about this place. Uh-huh. Because Emery and Layla have now showed up there before. Why in the world you would take him, Yeet, with you, despite the fact that Yeet's like, oh, well, I want to be able to apologize to him and talk to him with how tense things got at the yeah. wedding. Okay, fine. You can do that later, though. I need to go see him. That's uh-huh. what she should have said. Yeah. But she doesn't. But she doesn't. And they head on over together. And not only does she lead him mm-hmm. to the cottage, mm-hmm. but she lets him go first. Go first. And he convinces her very easily, I might add. I agree. That he'll just go in and they'll just have a chat and they'll get it all figured out. And that way they can talk and just figure things out between the two of them. I'm shaking my head, you guys. This is such a bad idea. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. So Yeet goes in and he can't find John because mm-hmm. John is off somewhere. But it's clear that he's been there the whole night. and Right, there's a fire going. Mm-hmm. And Yogurt sees the notebook on the little piece of wood by mm-hmm. the fire and he goes and grabs it and he opens it up to a page and he reads, 
Where am I standing in this fairy tale? Will I accept whatever my destiny is now? Or will I be caught in the flow in which the evil king who crushed my heart made? Fairy tales changed for thousands of times. Only one story has never changed. I can see that I love the evil king as who he is. No matter how harmful, ruthless, and unforgiving he is, I accept him as everything he is. There's nothing as infinite as his love, as deep as his gaze, as intense as his touch, as impressive as his words for me. Mm. It's him or nothing. All I want is him to love me. Only he should look at me. Only he should love me. Only he should touch me. You. Oh, no. And then. So that that's her heart very clearly right. written now. And we know who the, the mm-hmm. Kotu Kral is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has a flashback of Huma's words to him mm-hmm. saying, oh, you're so stupid. You're too innocent. You really think that John's going to let her publish that. Right. And because Yeet's a petulant child, he can't seem to handle that the woman he is harboring affections for clearly only has eyes for one man. He has to ruin everything. Well, and a couple things. So my thought was he gives this speech to Durant earlier of Mm -hmm. love is to support somebody no matter what, which up until now, he has done that. Right. He has not gotten in the way of John and Son M. Right. He has. Not in any real way. He's tried. Yeah. Not in a real way. Right. And for the most part, he's stayed out of it. He's, you know, put in his little dinklings mm-hmm. and, and uh-huh and his gifts to her and making it very clear that he'll help her any way he can. Mm-hmm. But that is 100% out the window now. And all you're I was thinking totally was right. you're not only screwing her over mm-hmm. right now, the girl who you supposedly love. love. By throwing this notebook into the fire, you're screwing your own publishing house. You're screwing the supposed relationship with the U.S. publishing house Mm -hmm. that could have made you all a whole lot of money. Because if that's gone, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing for her to submit. There's nothing to be published. Yes, we know that Sana has a photographic photographic memory. memory, But I don't know. I don't know that he knows that. Right. And he is potentially throwing everything away just to spite Just so he can hurt John. And Sonnet? Yes. Mm-hmm. Just so he can get revenge on John and make him look horrible. Yep. So I totally agree. that's not love. No. And I think Aisha's making that perfectly clear. Uh-huh. Yep. This is an obsession. Yes. And now this is about just who, like, he just wants to win her. Yes. It's not even about he wants to love her, he wants her to be happy. No. He just wants to because win her Because he just ruined all John. those chances. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. For her and for John. Yep. So, yes, we all know he throws it in the fire. And then, of course, hides until John walks up so that he can act like he's just showing up. Yes. And he's like, John, I wanted to talk to you about the other night, trying to play all nice guy. And then he's like, oh, John, isn't that Sanem's notebook? And poor baby John. Oh, my gosh. You guys, he doesn't even think twice. He sticks his bare hand yeah. in that fire. And pulls it out. And pulls it out, even and, though it's beyond repair at this point. Yeah. Because, obviously, he did not want to burn her words. Right. Well, of course, all the commotion and craziness, because Yeet's just like, he's going, I can't believe you. I can't believe you. You just wanted to hurt her. You Uh weren't even going to read this. You were that. Like, he's just berating him so that Sondheim will hear the commotion. Mm -hmm. Which which she she does. does. Yep. And then, and just as she's approaching to see what the heck is going on, Mm -hmm. 
she sees the burnt notebook in John's hand. She sees John has pushed Yeet. Yep. Because Yeet has pushed John beyond anything. Well, because John knows immediately that yes. Yeet is the one who did this. Yes. And John's like, I cannot. He's just so enraged. Yep. Can't believe what's right. happening. And he says, and he shoves him. I cannot believe you did this. Right. And Yeet's like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. And he's like, it was you. Who else would it have been? Right. And he shoves him. And, and unfortunately, he, he happens to hit his head on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Which we would say was fortunate if anyone other than John had pushed him. So he's unconscious. Sunem's freaking out. And it's- she immediately says, how could you do this? Right. And she continues to say that. Right. Even later as they're yes. at the hospital. She's like, can't believe you would do this. How could you do this? Right. And John's just sitting there. And you can tell he's barely contained oh, inside of his gosh. skin. Like. Well, and, and and I think he's just a horrible combination of hurt and, and angry. angry. Yep. It's, oh, man. Well, imagine, like, you're so pissed and hurt and angry over what you know just was a setup. But at the same time now, this guy is critically injured and you don't know what's going to happen yet. Yeah. And so there's that guilt mixed in with yep. it, too. But, like, it doesn't excuse what the guy did. Like, so right. there's all these conflicting so emotions. Many, yes, so many feelings. And, of course, Sanem is just, yeah, like you said, just repeating the same she's thing. She's so upset. And she's upset. She's hurt. Layla and Emery show up at one point. Huma then comes out and is like, well, he's still in surgery, but the doctor said his spinal cord is injured. He might not walk again. She's, yes. like, distraught, crying. Yeah. Don't bring this up to him. It's a negative thing. Mm-hmm. And John's like, he's out of surgery. Okay, I need to go talk to him. Yeah. Because John wants to try to make things right. So they they go, everyone follows, and he starts to apologize to him. Yes. Like, I need you to know, like, this is not what I intended to happen. Yeah, I never wanted to hurt I you. I didn't want to hurt you like that. Things got out of control, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And he basically is like, accepts his apology. So you're kind of like, huh, okay. Yes. Because he's like, I know you didn't mean it, and I'm not pressing charges. Which it's like, you know, that's not even why John was apologizing to him. But, no. you know, I'm not pressing charges. And John tells him, like, anything I can do to help, I'm ready to do it. And he goes, well, if you really want to help, basically, please don't come near me ever again. Yeah. Like, don't face me. Yeah. And it's like, well, clearly there's a bigger repercussion for that than just him because Sonam works with of him. Of course. Like, there's obviously a way bigger thing at play here. Yes. But John also just said he would do whatever he could. Yeah. So... And then he's watching Son M fawn over him and be worried about him and touch him and hold his hand and mm-hmm. all this. And it's just too much. So John walks out of the room. Mm-hmm. Son M follows mm-hmm. a few seconds later. And he pleads to her again. And he does. He pleads to her again that he didn't do it on purpose. It was an accident. I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't mean to do this. Please believe me. Mm-hmm. And Son M starts to say, John, what if he died? Mm-hmm. She says, what kind of rage is this? And John is just standing there and taking it. And she says, would you treat me like this as well, too? What's happening to you, John? And he says, stop. What? How can Mm -hmm. you think that? He said, I didn't want to harm him. And instead of hurting you, and and I'd rather die than hurt you, son M. And then she says, is that why you burned my notebook? Mm. To not hurt me. And then John, (sighs) he says, burned your notebook. Son M. Do you really believe that I could burn that notebook? Yeah. And she says, you did all of this stuff to Yeet. Why wouldn't you burn my my notebook? Who burned it then? Was it Yeet? Why would he even do that? And John just says, 
I didn't do it, Sanem. I didn't do it. And she says, just tell me one sentence from that notebook. If you read it, then just tell me one sentence. And she says, you didn't read it, did you? And John says, you know, I don't want to tell you anything right now. And Sanem says, that's our problem, isn't it? That notebook had everything that's ever happened between us, how I spied on you, the lies I told, everything that happened with Fabri, because you didn't have the courage to read it. And John says, oh, courage, huh? And she says, you're trying to make yourself believe in something else. You're trying to cover up my mistakes. I tried to talk to you, but you didn't listen. I wanted to tell you about everything, but you wouldn't even talk to me, which is true. I wrote a letter for you, and you ripped it up. Ugh. And, yep. Uh Uh-huh. John, you don't love me. You love the Sun M inside your head. Mm. And John says, okay, Sun M, enough, enough. Not here. Let's go talk about this somewhere else. Come on. And she says, no, I'm not coming. And he said, Sun M, if you really, truly believe that I could harm you on purpose and that I could harm you, that I could burn the notebook, which is the most precious thing in your life, if you really believe it, then I should just leave. And she says, fine. So he says, I'm leaving. Hosha call. And look at his face. I know. I know. I There's a couple of screenshots I took of just them looking at each other. Oh because it is phenomenal acting. Mm-hmm. Like, look at him right there. I know. Like. He's just resigned. And uh-huh. he's. you. I mean, everything. See, it's it just sucks. Because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because. It's the it's the hard and the the work that is that I know is necessary for yeah. the two of them because everything she said pretty yep. much is true. Right. Of I tried to talk to you, you wouldn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. I wrote you a letter telling you everything and you just ripped it up. Right. But then John is saying, I know you. I know how much you love your writing. You if you really think that I would mm-hmm. purposefully hurt you, if you really truly think that I would hurt you, injure you, harm you, and if you really think that I would destroy a notebook that I know is precious to you, right. then I I should just go. Right. Because he's saying, like, despite all that, then you basically must think so lowly of yep. me. And it's, it sucks because he makes great points. She makes great points. Mm-hmm. Like, they're both right and wrong. Yeah. And it – All yeah. of their long-term issues right. basically have bubbled to the surface. But they've needed to. Which they have. I fully believe Aisha had a plan for that. Yep. You know, ap- after 17, because at, at, as of the last episode she did before this was episode 17. And that's when things were still a mess. Yep. That's when, you know, they were still having a hard time with each other. hmm And I think those things – we're supposed to come to the surface and be dealt with in the episodes to follow. Yeah. And then in a writers meaningful way. And, yeah. Yep. So I love that she found a way to bring it all back. Yes. In well, a way that felt um, like cohesive with the storyline. Not just like, okay, let's bring back all these things from 20 episodes ago yes. out of the blue. Like there's these other smaller issues that then lead to, okay, but these are these all trail back to issues we've had before. Yeah. And she did all that in one episode. And the building throughout the episode was absolutely perfect, yep. I thought. She did, yeah, which is why Aisha will always be our queen. Yeah. Um, we, we, took a, we took a break uh, in between this episode because Ashley had a meeting and I had to answer a phone call. Mm-hmm. And I was scrolling on Twitter while Ashley was in her meeting and Farouk just posted um, basically saying like, Hey, uh, and he's listing like Demet's disease, like uh, Chile 
the strawberry K- one kusu or something like room that. 309 uh-huh or kenji kush uh-huh. a couple of others he's like and he basically was like singing osley's praises like hey we have another show coming up and osley is gonna be the writer and all these people are replying like oh well i know what show i'm not watching <laughs> or people like oh so we can have the same regurgitated storylines and recycled plots Someone else was like, um, do you realize Demet's the common denominator and why those shows did so well and not Osley? Uh-huh. Like, people are oh my coming for him and Osley. <laughs> it was hilarious. Because I was like, how funny that, that like, that's what I'm reading right now, considering we're finally recording our first Aisha episode in 20 Seriously. episodes. Oh, um, my god! So we're not the that's only ones that feel hilarious. that way. I thought it was really funny. Um, wow. Kind of sad for poor Osley, but, I know. you know. Yeah. Anyways, um, there the song that's playing, by the mm. way, during all this uh, final scene is Hershe Biraz Hala Sen mm. by, funnily enough, someone whose name is Emre Aydin. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's that funny. funny. Um, so, yeah. And then we do have one last quick scene that actually ends the episode. I thought the episode ended here, but I no, forgot that. Because Huma, the reveal. The, yes, Huma walks into yeet's room with a tray of food or whatever and locks the door and what happens boyfriend stands up mm-hmm. so obviously it was all a lie this is all of and how again these two people who apparently have no idea what love is yeah because huma just chose to completely destroy her son her son who she claims to love uh-huh and yeah is... this goes beyond even just not wanting him with this girl that you don't oh, like no this yeah. is you are literally tearing his life apart it is a terribly personal thing that she just did to yep. him and just the psychological and mental damage and emotional yeah. damage that does that he's having to live with the fact that he may have paralyzed someone mm-hmm. all because of a plot that you set up with him so that like yep it's thinking he paralyzed him he might never walk again now he's lost his fiance forever for all intents and purposes we get that little clip of him driving to the airport and he's crying crying and he's crying you guys and then the plane there's a plane in the air and sun and sun sees it her bedroom window Mm -hmm. and she just knows he's on it yep it's horrible i i literally wrote evil 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 uh-huh. I am that Amy Polar gif where it's from an episode of Parks and Rec and she looks at the camera and she says, everything hurts and I'm dying. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially the end of this episode. Yeah. Is everything hurts and I'm dying. Yeah. But So for the question, I, I guess I just want to know, do you guys think this was necessary? I, I guess mm-hmm. – I guess I just want to know what you guys thought of of this conclusion for before the jump, before the before year the jump. jump. Uh-huh, because um I thought it was great. I thought that yes, it was very it's very painful. Yes, I agree. And it wasn't a happy episode by any means. But it was a beautifully done episode. Well, and yeah, and I you know, they had all of these issues that have been boiling under the surface mm-hmm. for episode after episode after yeah. episode. You know, they got back together in, what, 25 or something. And, but we, it was kind of just because, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't leave and so they got back together. But they never really fixed anything. Yeah. So, do you guys agree that this stuff 
needed to be fixed and that it all needed to explode (laughs) before it can come back together again? Mm -hmm. Or would you have just rather had something else happen? Like what Sylvia wrote at the beginning of this episode. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just always like to hear people's opinions on the writing and the storyline and how things like that especially because of how big of a deal this episode is yes and it's a huge thing that happened right and if you had a different vision for that what was it i Mm -hmm. loved reading what sylvia's whole plot was so if you had a whole plot in mind we want to hear about it yep totally you know where to find us uh at dizzy for dizzy on twitter instagram and facebook mm-hmm. dizzy for dizzy podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. you know the drill um we'll have i'll have that song listed in the notes and we'll see you guys next week for 40 which i'm actually pretty excited about because we've technically already done an episode on 40 we have but it was just our very first initial thoughts after watching the live non-subbed um yep one and i'm not gonna listen to it because i'm not gonna re-listen to it because i yeah. don't remember now all that we said Me either but i'm curious now if our we, opinions change right once we watch 40 in its entirety or with if we the just say the same exact thing notes, right <laughs> what we have to say or if we've had some different thoughts and views yeah since now we've watched an episode weekly for the podcast mm-hmm. so i do plan to re-listen to it once we record our full episode for yeah next week that's so, a good idea anyways. so this is a long one guys thanks yeah. for sticking through thanks it thanks for sticking through it <laughs> see you guys next week host to call go to shoes. 